This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department seems to be hitting the ground running in its COVID vaccination efforts, but it still has a long way to go to inoculate all of its employees and dependents. The Pentagon has challenges with logistics and public relations, even as it puts shots in arms. Federal News Network Scott Massioni joins me with the latest. So, Scott, summarize for us, where do they stand in the people they're trying to vaccinate and maybe give us a sense of who's getting it? Yeah, well, everyone within the Defense Department health system is getting the vaccines. Obviously, they have different ways that they're prioritizing those people. As of now, the Pentagon has vaccinated a little more than 800,000 employees, and that's since December 14th. That's better than the state of Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. combined. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of people. And, uh, you know, they've they've had about one million doses and delivered about nine hundred ninety six thousand of those doses uh, to date right now. You know, some of them might still be in route or lost or, you know, all those sorts of things as well. Uh, Now, that makes their efficiency rating 82 percent. And what I mean by efficiency rating is the amount that have been delivered and then the amount that actually go into someone's arms. Now, one of the things to remember about this is that the vaccine is very sensitive. The vaccine needs to be kept in cold conditions, very cold conditions. And not only that, but, you know, at the end of the day, once they thaw it out, then if, if it's not used, it gets wasted. Now, if you compare that to the national average, the efficiency rating is really only at eight at 68 percent. And but that number encompasses very different vaccination rollout efforts. Each state and territory has their own efficiency rate and, and rollout. So, for example, Utah has a 92% efficiency rate, while Nebraska only has a 60% rate. Got it. All right. And so you mentioned that uh, there's some issues DOD has. It's not totally perfection, uh, their process. Right. Well, you know, the process itself, there's not necessarily anything wrong with it. But the the issue is, is that this is a voluntary vaccine. The, the vaccine is approved under the emergency authorization use, which means that even if you're in the military, they don't have to force you to take this vaccine. Now, at this point, we don't know who is refusing or how many people are refusing. And spokesman, spokesman John Kirby for the Pentagon said that they don't really keep track of the refusal rates. However, we have heard some rumblings, and these are non-scientific surveys, of military families being skeptical of the vaccine. And a recent survey by the Blue Star families, which was just mostly military spouses, about 667 of them, uh, found there was a high amount of skepticism. About Only about 33% of those respondents said they were interested in actually getting the shot. And their main concerns revolved around distrust of the development process or timeline, concerns about vaccine safety, and also just really waiting to want to see how other people handle the vaccine. Now, you know, we the Blue Star families recently conducted an event with Dr. Fauci last week to try and combat misinformation. And Fauci really reiterated that the shot is safe for nearly everyone. Even if you have a high risk for allergic reactions, he said, you should still go and get the shot in a clinical setting. The only area that he really was like, you know, I don't blame you if you wait, is if you're pregnant. Um, He said there doesn't seem to be any sort of issue with that. But, uh, you know, people need to take into account the safety of themselves and the, the child. And there's always a certain percentage of people that are simply superstitious about vaccines, too, aren't there? There are. And you know what John Kirby said was that the Joint Staff Surgeon Brigadier General Paul Friedrich said is that the refusal rates mirror those which are in public. Now, there's a recent Gallup poll out that says 63 percent of United States citizens alone are willing to get the shot at this point. So that's pretty low. I mean, that's just slightly more than than a majority of people. 
Um, you know, and we're definitely going to need more people than that if we want to eventually get to the 70, 80 percent that we need for herd immunity within the United States. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni, and you have been reporting since the beginning the spread of COVID in the military and the number of cases. What is the spread now? Is it slowing down as, as people get vaccinated? What's going on? Yeah, it's still staying pretty high. As of February 12th at 6 a.m., uh, the military cases in total were 150,910. Now, 105,000 people have recovered since then. So that leaves, you know, a good 46, 45,000 people in the military that's just strictly service members that are currently infected with, with the, the, uh, the coronavirus. Civilians, 45,000 have been infected. Dependents in, of the military, 24,000. And contractors, 15,000. All in all, that's nearly a quarter of a million people within the Defense Department in total that have been affected that, that really are you know, involved in some way with the military. It's a lot of people. It really is about the same as the, the national average, uh, about percentage-wise. So um, you know, the military is not by any means immune to this. What is nice for the military, though, is that they have a young, fit population. Their mortality rate far lower than, than the, uh, the United States as a whole. Now, with the advent of several vaccines and, I guess, the bending of the curve of infection rates, both in the military and in the population at large, we presume there's still research going on into the vaccine and the variants coming along. Is the DOD still in the research phase, even as it tries to get around the current problem? Well, the Defense Department has been one of the first to, to work in every vaccine trial, and they've put a lot of their people within there. They had 44,000 people for one of their vaccine trials. One of the really cool things they're doing right now, though, is called the Storm Chaser Study, and it's led by the Uniformed Services University in their infectious disease clinic. And what it does is that it's, it's hoping to help people who are uh, first responders, but also people who may be in, in high-risk areas. And what it does is that uh, once you have been exposed or you think you may have been exposed to coronavirus, within the eight days of exposure that you're not symptomatic, you get a shot of antibodies. And they're thinking that this may work differently and kind of help you get uh, immune and not catch the, the coronavirus right away. And you'd stay immune for about six months. Now, this is completely different than a vaccine, which takes much longer to respond and builds up a more robust sort of immune response to it. But this uh, storm chaser would kind of help people that maybe have been exposed and are really afraid of, of actually getting it or maybe have a high morbidity sort of rate with something like this, uh, you know, help them dodge a bullet. So work going on on several fronts still. Exactly. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Check out all of his coverage here at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.